Rated M for Mature. We want more. We want more. Like, we really like it. We want more. because that's my new backup page so go follow that if your girl ever gets disabled that's where you'll be able to find me but welcome back to another episode season three is almost done this season has been a struggle i won't lie making a podcast it's hard producing a podcast it's hard being consistent it's hard i'm learning all that as i go that's kind of the fun thing about creating is that you get to kind of create what you want to make you know see what the response is like and kind of change it how you want depending on what you like and what people like so these new intros tell me if you guys like them let me know if you prefer the intros with the guest um you know kind of involved in the conversation before we start this is a little easier for me to edit and also i have a lot of things that i like to say before we start um, doing the questions so i like to just kind of not let the guest sit in on all that because it takes like a minute or two so anyway season three is ending soon we only have Mm, two or three episodes left i might do a bonus episode because i did realize that i accidentally skipped an episode um i think i had a recording lost or like maybe i scheduled something and i forgot i don't know i realized there's an episode missing in this season also smoke weed so there's that too and um so i'll do a bonus to make up for that episode so there's three more two more episodes plus a bonus episode and this episode i'm really excited about i um really admire this person and the work that they're doing so i have so many questions and i think you guys are going to be really excited about this guest and topic as well today's guest is the creator of the world's first organic hemp wraps yes the world's first nobody did them before her and now everybody makes hemp wraps now you know you probably have used her products or at least seen them in almost every head shop dispensary corner store gas station liquor store like they're everywhere and you probably had no idea that they were owned and created by an LGBTQ woman of color in the cannabis industry. She built a $10 million brand under five years, which is amazing. Like, that's incredible. So I have so many questions. Please welcome the founder and CEO of High Hemp, Paola Fernandez. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to talk to you. You don't even know. I've been using your products forever. And then I didn't know that you were the owner of them. And then I found out and I was like, oh my God, it's a woman of color. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. And your PR reached out to me. I was like, oh my gosh, they want to talk to me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I want to talk to you so bad. So it worked it out It's definitely so good. meant to be. Yes, oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, first of all, how are you? You know, doing? How are you feeling? And you know, all the world's craziness. You're also welcome to smoke if you like to smoke. I always encourage guests to you know have a little joint or some water, some wine, so you can relax. It's a very laid back show. I'm just going to be asking you a couple questions, well, a couple about ten questions, and okay. just really you know getting your story about how you did it because you built a ten million dollar company in five years, like. That's incredible. So, <laughs> I have a lot of questions, but I'm not going to, you know, keep you for too long. But sit back, relax, smoke if you want to smoke. And, you know, definitely want to notice how you're feeling and all of the craziness going on today. Most definitely. Um, well, thank you for sure to having me on here and let giving me a space to tell my story. Um, it's always so great to, like, be able to, I guess, connect with people that I feel like are relatable mm-hmm. um, to me, especially like in an industry that's kind of di- not as diverse as you mm-hmm. would think. I know. <laughs> and so it's, it's thank you again for having me here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so far I've 
it's it's been crazy getting out of COVID and mm-hmm. dealing with this new reality of not only what we're dealing with culturally, but in the business world, everything mm-hmm. is so much more expensive. Um, shipping rates have gone out like through the roof. Mm-hmm. But we've been able to take on those challenges and like just keep going, and it's it's been good. That's good. Um, yeah, business seems to you know be fine. Everyone is definitely still smoking. I think I feel like cannabis rates have gone up since the pandemic started because everyone you know is like, oh man, stress is real. What can you do? You can roll a plant with some high wraps for sure. <laughs> so I always ask every guest this question. I think it's so fun. What was your first experience like with cannabis? And do you remember how it made you feel? Do you remember what you smoked, what you smoked out of? Um, I think it was, I was probably around 16. And the first time smoking, I definitely, it, I felt like it wasn't for me. I think mm-hmm. it, it like made me nauseous and it just wasn't a good experience. Mm-hmm. But then it, around probably 21, I was I was drinking a lot and I was like, you know what, let me give cannabis a try again. Mm-hmm. And it completely like want like kind of shifted me from, I guess, heavy drinking to more of just pot smoking and mm-hmm. light drinking. And that really helped me out. So it, it started from like a bad experience to like a very good experience. That's interesting how that works. I think this is why people are like, you should probably wait to smoke until you're an adult. I think when you're a teenager, it can make you a little anxious. And as an adult, you kind of do are, are a little more anxious. So you need that like calm down. I, I was very similar as so I drank a lot. And then I was like, I don't drink liquor at all anymore. I just smoke weed. It just feels so much better. Yeah, most definitely. That has that has been my my outcome of of just you know getting into this lifestyle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you remember what you smoked out of when you did enjoy it? What did you like? You um, know, smoke a backwoods was... or an apple pipe or that's <laughs> it. Make weird things. My first time, first I think smoke. it was a tobacco wrap, um, and then my second time was out of glass got you well that's not too bad some people have had to you know smoke out of cans or make a pen (laughs) with a pipe or do funky stuff like that I've definitely seen those those are those are fun those are those take me back (laughs) so obviously you didn't smoke a high hemp wrap then because those didn't exist and I remember seeing high hemp wraps for the first time in like my local gas station or corner store I was like oh that's interesting I haven't seen that before it's the first hemp wrap I ever tried and not until doing further research did I find out your brand was the first hemp wraps on the market like at all so I was like oh that's why that was the first one I ever saw why did you decide to create like a healthier hemp wrap alternative versus just another tobacco product because there you know there's so many tobacco products there's they're probably much cheaper to make and nobody at least nobody that I knew of was complaining about the tobacco and didn't really see that there were healthier alternatives um so I kind of and I grew up in Puerto Rico and in Mm -hmm. Puerto Rico my dad he's he's been in I guess the smoke shop business um since like 1988 which Mm -hmm. is pretty crazy because where I come from like it's it's not very, it's like a very small town. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially in that time, it was very taboo to even be talking about smoking weed and like all mm-hmm. those things. So it was mostly ran as a tobacco shop. Um, so I grew up in that world. And in my later years, I, uh, my parents divorced. So from Puerto Rico, I moved to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my schooling there, but then around like, 21, 22, I decided to move back to Puerto Rico and like try to work with my dad and live with him. Mm-hmm. In that, I lived, I was just working like a regular job at the smoke shop and dealing with customers. I started to see that everybody had kind of their, I guess, uh, ritual to smoking. Mm-hmm. They would take their their time. Everybody would have their own specifics and their own specific needs. And in that, I saw that there was a really big separation between people that smoked blunts and then people that smoked rolling paper. 
there was mm-hmm. like they were strictly on two sides and mm-hmm. one would be that the rolling paper people were like I don't like the taste of blunts um I think they taste too harsh and then people that had blunt wraps they didn't like rolling paper because it burned too quickly mm-hmm. and they that. just it would it's not the same taste yeah. or feeling so then I just started thinking like, wow, wouldn't it be great to have an alternative where it's kind of like you get the best from both worlds? Mm-hmm. Like you could keep the tobacco free and still have maybe a better roll than a rolling paper where it might just burn a little too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the flavors. So there I just started like doing my research, seeing how I could get that kind of paper and from there, it just kind of took off, especially being the only ones that had it and being the, I guess, the the openers of the market. Uh-huh. It definitely reached a lot of people and it, it, it helped a lot of people like just kind of wean off tobacco completely. Um, there, I've, We get a lot of emails that have helped us, um, I guess, keep going in a sense of like, damn, we're like really helping people out there just be able to maybe they quit cigarettes but they haven't really been able to quit tobacco because they like to smoke it with weed Mm -hmm. and so we gave them that alternative and now they don't have to kind of cheat themselves with the with the nicotine using a tobacco blunt wrap yeah yeah that's definitely true I mean so many people that I knew in my neighborhood you know only smoke swishers only smoke dutches only smoke backwoods and I would be like, hey, you should go check out these hemp wraps at the corner store, at the dispensary, or wherever. And they would try them. They'd be like, this doesn't burn my chest, and this doesn't feel as bad in my throat. And now they only smoke hemp wraps, including myself. I don't smoke tobacco wraps at all anymore. And I was one of those <laughs> only smoke Dutches, only smoke Swishers. That was all that was available to me. And I think once people had another product available to them, they were like, oh, there's a better way to do this that's that's amazing because you like that's what I wanted really to bring out to the market is that one transition that you could completely wean off Mm -hmm. tobacco but still get to enjoy your your herb and still kind of get the same smoke exactly if it's not a hemp wrap I don't want it (laughs) (laughs) that's definitely the motto definitely I just bring my own at this point they're always in my bag (laughs) So obviously, like you said, prior to owning your own company, you worked for your father's company, you know, in the tobacco industry with cigars. What was your experience like there? And what did you learn there that you apply to what you do now or that you always kind of take with you when you're, you know, doing business now? Um, I would say that a lot of the stuff, definitely the intel that running a smoke shop gives you, if you want to learn a smoker, get into a smoke shop. You mm-hmm. will meet a great, like a super variety of people that are using the same product, but in so many different ways. Um, the Also like in the bigger side of things in the paper company, I would say that I was able to see the inside of kind of the industrialized way of how they make tobacco products mm-hmm. and that's definitely stuck with me to see and maybe like take my time as I evolutionize the product to not just go straight into just kind of pushing product out constantly that mm-hmm. is maybe not the best quality but just kind of looking at numbers I want to be able to do a slow growth and like really put love into the product and yeah just kind of get the best that I can out there to the clients. Mm-hmm. Which you definitely have done, obviously, you know, where you're in the millions there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been crazy how fast it, it's like skyrocketed. So, yeah. we want to make sure that we don't get caught up with that and we still look into the main thing that's our product. Mm-hmm. So, what was the initial response to your products and what you were creating? Were there people who were like, very supportive and like this is a great idea you should definitely you know do it people are gonna love it or there are more so people being like I don't get it this doesn't make sense why do people want to not smoke tobacco you know um yeah I definitely got a not a little bit of pushback but it was definitely like confusion Mm -hmm. we didn't see my excitement and like 
how big this was. Like, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, it's probably just going to be, like, the same thing as any other product. But I saw, like, how different it was than anything else that was out in the market. Mm-hmm. So I was – I kind of anticipated – what has happened and how big it got but nobody around me at that time even really saw it at the same the same way Mm -hmm. so it was definitely it's it's good to see back and see that I I kept with my gut and I kept pushing it even Mm -hmm. when there was like challenges or people kind of doubting it I I didn't give up on it they probably were like a hemp wrap what this is (laughs) why would people want that and now look that's what there's so many products you know that are really just mimics of yours in different ways. And you opened, you really created a whole market. How does that feel to know that you created a whole market? Like, does that ever hit you or you're, you just aren't kind of there yet? <laughs> um, I guess I have, it hasn't really hit me yet, but I guess it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Just knowing that it's a whole new line of things that come with it. And it, for me, it feels like the very bottom of a giant wave of mm. like a new kind of evolution of how mm-hmm. things are going to work, that the top products aren't going to be the Swiss, the Swishers, the Dutch mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those. It's going to switch into this new category of hemp products. Yeah. And I, I do feel like a pioneer in it. So that it's like super exciting to know that I'm living the beginning of a new era. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Have you seen like more people maybe be open to using hemp wraps, especially since COVID started? Cause you know, obviously COVID affects the lungs. So people are trying to find healthier ways to smoke. Um, we've definitely seen a, a spike during the time of like COVID of mm-hmm. people just reaching out to see, um, were the products at uh, like in different types, like just cones, mm-hmm. um, are different um, sizing of of things and flavors. But I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say that it would be to kind of stray away from COVID, only because you're still smoking. So yeah. it's like it's not. It's still gonna be bad for you, um, regardless, just because it's gonna be the carbon monoxide. But I did see a spike through COVID, and I think it's because people were more at home. They mm-hmm. were ready to relax. They oh, lots, of, lots of weed smoking happened yeah. at the beginning of COVID. <laughs> it was, like, just a time to really reflect on the world and how, like, how much better can you reflect while just smoking? Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people did for the first four months of COVID, honestly. <laughs> we just were... Like, what else can we do? (laughs) Yeah, that was that was me, too. I think um, I was working at a store at the time and we had like the biggest spike in sales. And like, that's all I think that's all we could do. And we we sold the high hemp wraps at the store I worked at. It would be like, give me that box. Like, you want the whole box? I'm like, yes, (laughs) I need it. Our online definitely spiked and we haven't been able to like produce enough to to make up for that that demand that just arise because like we kind of had our trend going in production but Mm -hmm. then with that just like people wanting so much of it at once it definitely put us back and then we're in this like like we have options to be able to make more but that brings me back to the other point of Mm -hmm. I don't want it just to be about numbers yeah make sure that Quality. Even though the demand is there, I'm not just going to fulfill the demand to get the money back, but it's not really what I started with. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What have been some of your biggest challenges building the company and how did you move through them in order to keep growing personally and professionally? Because I feel like for me and a lot of people, you know, when you have a challenge in your business, it also kind of affects you personally, too. Um. Yeah, it's definitely been, it's a, I feel like it's the wild, wild west in the hemp business. Oh, Ooh, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so many different, um, I think because people have put the label on it that it's like the green rush, everybody's ready to make money. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are just seeing money signs. And 
nobody and you do find people that are are there for the long run but there is a lot of people in this business that are just there for the in and out making that big money and then getting out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think right now those have been my my biggest challenges is making sure that i protect my business um we've recently had this kind of like infringement case so people are just out there to make a dollar mm-hmm. they're not really here to put or invest into the culture or to even grow the culture they're just seeing money signs mm-hmm. and so, not even making a good product exactly or just even ripping off other products mm-hmm. just to come in and out and and kind of monetize on on quick things so it's just been I think that's the biggest struggle is making sure that you you don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. You see it that it's just somebody trying to also make money out there in the world and just kind of protecting your business and keeping it going. Yeah. Yeah. How do you protect your business for those that don't know obviously like cannabis, hemp, CBD, all of those need a different type of protection. Most definitely. I think depending on what what area you are in the business, um, maybe you're in the production side of business where you're creating for other people to make actual brands of the product. I would say in that kind of situation, getting lawyers that will protect you with contracts for um, manufacturing and that you have a good protection on yourself in the sense of distribution in the product that... Um, you're able to raise your price as as the time goes on and that you can make sure that you're protected with what happens in the world since like COVID. If you're mm-hmm. a manufacturer and then you can't provide certain things that you're protected in those in those cases. Um, I think if you own your own brand or your own product, because it's very hard to find a patent on, I guess, CBD products. Uh, you would the main thing you want to protect is your brand mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that you have lawyers that can trademark your every brand that you create also logos that make your brand unique um, and just really make sure that even though those expenses might not be things that you think are going to pay you back in the long run because it does get expensive it's kind of like investing in your future and making sure that you're protected when your company grows and that you have all your bases covered when somebody like I'm going through now that they're trying to rip the benefit uh, off my name, I'm able to go back to them and kind of make it more a legal game Mm -hmm. where they have to go in and make sure that they go to court, that they present their case as to why they could take the name and these things. But at the end of the day, I'm going to win the case because it's my name. Yeah, it's you're protected. Exactly. So then it just, that's, if I wouldn't have trademarked my name or made sure I had lawyers to, to help me in the case of these things happening, then I would just be kind of sitting there losing market space, mm-hmm. losing the integrity of my name. And just people, you know, you never know how people conduct business outside of you. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely the wild west and having cannabis right now because it's just so so competitive i feel like it's more competitive than ever than i've ever seen it i've been in the industry for five years and i'm like this is crazy but that's why it's so important to like just have your ducks in a row just kind of like have a backup plan to your backup plan and have people if you don't know how to do something like find someone that does so when you are in those situations because you just never know like that's so strange that someone would try to not strange but interesting that someone would maybe try to steal your name or like your trademark knowing that you're probably trademarked (laughs) that's an interesting battle I'm sure (laughs) it definitely is like you you it's never not exciting because it's always something different (laughs) that you wouldn't expect was gonna happen but here we are (laughs) here we are in the wild west of cannabis so what are the more rewarding things that you've gained from building high hemp or like what's some feedback that you've gotten now or like your favorite kind of feedback to hear from customers um i think 
my favorite feedback is it has to be the people that have been able to quit tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that just that proves my point that you could still enjoy cannabis and you don't need tobacco or nicotine to still get high and feel mm-hmm. good. Um, and definitely, I feel the the people around high hemp it it has become something bigger than me that I feel like I didn't even expect. There's definitely a culture of its own that is not even by me. It's it's by the smokers of high mm-hmm. It's it's like people when I first came out with the brand, I feel like a year later, some kid DM me and he had a tattoo on his hand the size of maybe like a baseball of my logo. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, that is crazy <laughs> dedication. And he's just like, yeah, I was able to quit tobacco and then since then I've I've like fucked with a brand. Oh wow. And ride or die and I'm like, all right, that's all right. that's crazy. That's crazy. So we got your your logo tattooed on I thought you were gonna say they got like a high hemp wrap tattooed. <laughs> Bro, that would be crazy. If they got the packaging tattooed on them, that'd be dope too. But that's still wild. That's I'm sure that's great to know that like I don't know if it was your intention to have people, you know, quit tobacco, but I'm sure it's great to know that that is a tool for a lot of people to quit tobacco. I used to be, like I said, a Swisher sweets only girl. I grew up in Texas, so like Swishers were all that you smoked. And then even in college, I occasionally had a cigarette or like a Black and Mild. I'm ashamed to say it, but it's true. And then I found the head wraps. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I think it really is like a cultural thing and then what was available to me and it wasn't until I saw hemp wraps in the places that I lived that I was like oh let me try this instead this looks healthier and don't even don't I can't smoke anything if it's not hemp <laughs> don't, don't so pass you me didn't hemp ever hemp. look back and can't do it someone hands me a backwards I'm like backwood Ugh, I can't. yeah <laughs> like that is something that I definitely have never been able to smoke is a backwards uh-uh. Like I've tried that, and I just I can't. It's awful. I'm it sorry, doesn't look <laughs> I don't know why y'all like it. I don't. I just like hemp wraps. In the process of like developing a hemp wrap, how challenging was that? Like, is it more complicated than maybe developing a tobacco wrap or a little bit easier because it's all natural and it's hemp? And then how do you kind of keep them fresh and organic? And like you said, you like to keep the quality there. And I'm sure that takes a little bit more time. Um, so it definitely is way more challenging than tobacco mm-hmm. um, because right now with like tobacco, if you're smoking a Swisher, that's just reconstituted tobacco. Mm-hmm. But unlike hemp, they're just grabbing this tobacco from like factory floors or like just like all the scrap tobacco that they could find. They buy it in bulk and then they just kind of mix it up to make the paper mm-hmm. uh, with hemp. It's it's a way different product because luckily like cannabis smokers and hemp smokers they have been kind of their own pot like police if that Mm -hmm. makes sense like they they make sure that even though the government is not here to regulate they're going to regulate itself Mm -hmm. so with with cannabis and hemp being consumed the way that it is through uh dispensaries or even medical dispensaries, then hemp is, I feel like, held to a higher standard, not by the government, but more by the consumer yeah, themselves. Yeah, the community, yeah. Yeah, the community holds it to a whole different standard than, let's say, a tobacco wrap or any tobacco company. So being in the hemp industry, you can't just really um, go a certain route because if you want to keep your your integrity with your brand and you want to make sure that you have a loyalty with your customers, you want to have the transparency of them knowing what you're smoking. Mm -hmm. So that's been a very big challenge to be able to keep up with finding more resources to make the product, but still keeping our quality and the, what makes a high hemp, a high hemp. We have searched up and down through, all different type of paper mills that want to bring on hemp, but they still haven't been able to find the first batch. We haven't been able to find the first batch that we created to be dupl- duplicated. Mm-hmm. 
Have you so, been seeing a, has it been more challenging getting, you know, that quality, nice, natural hemp, especially because there are way more hemp products on the market? Yeah, I, I think having, it, it definitely makes a difference. Um, one thing that we, I feel like I'll always hold to my product is not spraying it with anything. Um, and not trying to infuse any type of moisture mimickers or some, you know, I feel like there's certain hemp wraps that you go and they feel like a certain type of way that kind of sticks to your fingers. Yeah. Even though it's a moisture mimicker. I've never heard of that. that I kind of made that up. (laughs) I don't think mimicker is a real Okay, got you. But I like that. (laughs) But it's kind of some type of oil that it places on the hemp wrap. Mm -hmm. Um to fight that on the hemp because the hemp is already a very dry plant. So making a paper out of it and to be able to still keep it that you roll, like you can easily roll with it, you have to add some kind of spray. I think with our paper, it's, it does have its challenges where sometimes it isn't the, the most moist paper. But if you just kind of put it between your hands, give it a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. it gets right back to life. Like, yeah. it, like it was just freshly out. And so I think that that definitely has been the challenge is keeping that cleanness, cleanness and not adding anything to the paper to that might hurt the flavoring. Um. So we just kind of stick to what we can make to until we could perfect it. That's great. I love that it's all natural, all organic, like not sprayed with things. Because when you're smoking, it's already so like harsh on the lungs. So just taking one component out that's maybe more harmful can like just change how you feel and also like just change your health overall. Not not long term because obviously smoking combustible, but. Do you feel like you're doing, you're making a better decision by smoking something that's cleaner over, you know, smoking a sticky hemp wrap or something that's really harsh like a backwoods? Um, Yeah, most definitely. I feel like if you're going to smoke, it's like smoking is not good for you at all. But if you are, then why add on nicotine? Yeah, like why make it worse? Yeah, like why add on an addiction and just kind of ruining really what cannabis is about? I think it's like putting a negative and a positive together. Yeah. I don't know why people mix tobacco and weed. Y'all don't hate me for saying that, but <laughs> I've never understood that. Cause I'm like, these are two opposite things. One is like, has like chemicals and things in it. And one is very, very natural, but you know, to each his own, no judgment. I just don't understand it. Yeah. I feel like everybody has their own preference. Everybody has their own ritual. But definitely for me, I like the the lighter smoke or mm-hmm. of a hemp wrap. It's not heavy. It's not harsh. Very true. So you are involved in every part of your company. You clearly you know have the education of obviously how the hemp wrap is made. You oversee logistics, and I heard that you're also very much part part of the product design as well and like the development and how it looks why is it so important for you to be like so hands-on and involved in every part of your business even now um I don't know I I feel like I have this end goal of what I already know what the brand is gonna look like and is what it's gonna be and like Mm -hmm. it's full potential so every day I just kind of work towards like that end goal of what high hemp is gonna be mm-hmm. that's and so, so cool I, that I kind of want doing keep... everything though I'm like man she does a lot <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep like the the vision going so like it's never just kind of plateauing and like just a hemp wrap or yeah. just so yeah just like yeah. kind of but I've tried to also like pull myself back because I've seen that my team flourishes better with just giving them like the end goals and what we're trying to get accomplished. Mm -hmm. And that has definitely helped them out for me. That's great. You've, you know, accomplished a lot, obviously you, I feel like, 
you've reached an accomplishment that a lot of us try to uh, to reach is in terms of becoming a self-made billionaire, building your own business. And it seems so far out of reach. Maybe for you, you felt like, you know, when you were 21, you, you maybe you didn't know you would be a millionaire. Maybe you already manifested it. But it seems so far out of reach until you do it. Did you know that you were going to become a millionaire? And what advice do you have for someone that really wants to manifest that, you know, million man, a millionaire mark? You know, can is it attainable? Because it seems so far, but you I have reached it. I think that it's it's attainable. I think that we live in a reality that we create. Um, I wouldn't say that I knew beforehand that I was going to be a millionaire, say, at 21 before I mm-hmm. started. But I definitely, like, started getting into a life mode of just wishing on what I wanted and making mm-hmm. sure that I was putting the good energy out into the world. And, like, I feel like just that, um, I, would, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's, like, praying, but it, it almost is like praying mm-hmm. where you, you kind of put that energy out there of, yeah. how, of what you want in the world. And then it would just, like, to me, the opportunities just kind of started coming to me, but for my reality, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Totally like, makes sense to me. I feel you. I am all about the, you know, the energy you put out is what you receive. And if you vibrate on the energy of what you want to receive, you can absolutely receive it. And yeah. I'm always like, I want a, I want a million dollars tomorrow. I don't have a million dollars yet. I don't know why it's not working. <laughs> But I feel like for you, you probably put that out there at some point, And that's why you've been able to, you've worked hard as well. But you had to really believe your vision yeah, in order I think to reach that's, it. That's the key is, is the continuing to, to believe. Yeah. Because sometimes it becomes disheart, disheartened, disheartening or. You yeah. said it right. Yeah, that's a hard word. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes disheartened. Oh, never mind. And it just it kind of gets to the point where you need things to keep you going. So mm-hmm. I think just kind of centering your goals and what you want makes those things pop into your life that get you to that goal. Mm-hmm. It's not an overnight thing, but it's definitely a thing of consistency mm-hmm. and just always showing up. Yeah. And if you put the right intentions into it, the pieces fall into what you need to get to that goal exactly because I'm I'm sure you know you're a person like all of us so you went to work some days and you were like I don't want to do this <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, done man, or I'm so tired been, <laughs> been days where I just like want to like I want to quit and like I want to I kind of just like like this is good enough like why keep it going <laughs> you're like I'm but done I, then at the end I kind of feel like I remember back to why I started and just like knowing that high hemp is something bigger than just a rap and just mm. kind of that, that keeps me going. And then the people that also smoke it, like, I feel like I owe it to them to keep it going for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It, it took you five years to build high hemp into what it is today. And I feel like it's only going to keep growing. I mean, obviously, like you said, like, you can't quit now. We need you. We need yeah. this product. Uh, where do you hope to take it in the next five years? You know, what are the goals? What's next? Um, I definitely want to keep expanding on my product line, um, but just making sure that it's to the high hemp standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely also want to get involved in, um, I guess, the li- more of the lifestyle part of it. Uh, just getting more involved with the everyday smoker and also involving like the culture we have the high hemp records so i want to keep creating content that is now more before i had party content but Mm -hmm. it was more towards i guess just just random partying so now i want to bring in a creative side to it and have these artists really express themselves and also like involving the brand with it. So um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like an experiment in a way just to see what happens uh, when you give people the freedom to to create their art that maybe they wouldn't have the means other way to create their art. That's cool. 
That's really and cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think, yeah, it's a it's a way to expose the brand, but keep it in a way that is not just everyday commercial or mm-hmm. even you can't really do commercials for a smoking brand. Yeah. Um, Ads, Instagram, nothing. <laughs> yeah, you can't anything at all so you definitely have to get creative on how you could present your brand that it's not just another I guess cookie cutter brand mm-hmm. but that stand is, out yeah yeah you really have to work towards how are you going to stand out to probably hundreds of thousands of CBD brands mm-hmm. and smoking brands and everybody is going to do their own thing but how are you going to catch their eye mm-hmm you definitely just continue to like elevate I feel like and you're always coming out with new flavors and I remember seeing when the cones came out I was so hyped for the high hemp cones so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing all your other like just expansions yes. and I'm I saw recently on your website you added you I don't know how recent these were added to your uh, company you now have herbal smoke blends and CBD gummies which is I love I I love doing herbal smoke blends and like mix them with my weed. Why did you decide to expand the product line, especially with these like wellness based products? And why now? Uh, we started with with the herbal blends. That was uh, definitely something that we always wanted to bring out to the market. And we, like you said, it's kind of going key to like the blending of the herbs. You get mm-hmm. different kind of tastes and smells. So that was always on our on our radar for the smoking product. But with the CBD gummies, we, we saw where the market was going. Um, but we didn't, again, want to just be another gummy brand. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure to take out the time to find uh, vendors that are really going to give us quality product. Mm-hmm. And, and at a time where COVID was, is, is definitely one that could either... If you're not if you're not established in the business, it could either break you or it could make you. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure we found vendors that were gonna keep us going through that and not kind of and that were reliable mm-hmm. to keep the standard and then also the the production. So now that we we were able to team up with um, these vendors in Colorado, they gave us a product that we feel proud of. Um, everything tested great and so we put our our name on it and I think they taste delicious they definitely are one of my my top favorite snacks I love that they're also uh, flavored they're paired flavored with your hemp wraps like the berry one is the same flavor as the berry wraps (laughs) yeah and we kind of wanted a hint like towards the future we dropped the the peach in the gummy, mm-hmm. kind of hinting towards that's going to be coming out as a wrap flavor. Ooh, that sounds good. What's your favorite, or maybe one of your few favorite high hemp wrap flavor and strain combos? I'm curious. I think my top favorite right now would be the Area 51. The sour apple is just, it's its pretty amazing. It tastes like, um, I would say like... Uh, Maybe if you open a cider where you smell the the apple really strongly. Ooh, that sounds um, good. That I I really like wedding cake. Ooh, that's I one of my favorite strains ever. <laughs> mi- mixing a wedding cake with an Area Fifty One, and then a Dutch cream with a mimosa. Oh, interesting. I think those two is like is a good a day starter. The Dutch cream and the mimosa is a day starter. I'm going to have to try that. I wouldn't think to try that combo, but that sounds interesting. Hmm. I'm going to have to go get some high hemp wraps after this. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So my last question for you and another question that I ask every guest, and I love this because every guest has a different answer and guests get to just kind of take away a, a really great piece of advice. What advice or tips do you have for women of color that want to get into the industry or maybe like own a business or building their own business and they feel discouraged or they're stuck or they just don't know where to start? Um, definitely the piece of advice I would give to them is that they should never give up, even if they feel like the doors are going to be shut on them. Hmm. I think one thing that you always have to keep in mind is 
that that is the only thing that is stopping you from your goals is mm-hmm. you giving up because you feel some type of way or a way that people are going to treat you. So I think one thing is just kind of it's a Band-Aid effect of just jumping in, ripping the Band-Aid off and seeing what you experience and using your resources at hand. So going out to trade war or trade shows, networking events, anywhere where you could find where your niche could be in the industry. Once you find that niche in the industry, I would say do more research, like focus on it, on it if you and trying to find vendors if you're trying to sell. Um, networking events are good if you're trying to do marketing. I saw your social media and I feel mm-hmm. like you do it looks so good for like for even using making that a company where mm-hmm. you focus on creating like the social media look that is not only inclusive of the product but it also brings in different aspects or looks of mm-hmm. that are more cultural related. So I think once you find those niches, trying to find a way that you could capitalize on it. So mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a product, making sure you get the right prices from vendors, uh, doing your due diligence of research in the market that you're not going to be priced too low or too high, uh, comparing so you get the best quality of things. And yeah, I think the hemp business is is very open for us. We're just kind of afraid to fully get in there mm-hmm. yeah yeah did you recently see that uh data or survey study that said at in like a year the next two years only two or three percent of maybe the number dropped and maybe i think this year only two or three percent of uh cannabis and hemp businesses are minority owned which is crazy wow. and you're in that two or three percent as well and i feel like an even smaller number is probably uh, you know, queer women of color owned as well. It's probably like less yeah, than one percent. Yeah, definitely like a little subset. Of- yeah, a little <laughs> subset. You know, you are your own niche, and I even though this year is way more open than lots of years prior, I feel like maybe there are some queer women of color that still are maybe facing some discrimination or like pushback in the industry. And I don't know if that's something you've ever experienced, just having people say you know ignorant things to you, or just feeling maybe not seen in the industry what advice do you have for those specific you know lgbtq women of color men of color in the industry that want to get in the industry that just kind of don't feel represented or heard i think you really just have to and it's like the hardest thing is just continue to be proud of yourself that Mm -hmm. even if people maybe aren't as open to to doing business with you or communicating with you because of who you are, that you just, you kind of don't take it personal. And then if that thing that is stopping you because of, of let's say that it's a very good connection or it's a resource that you need to keep you going, find a way, find somebody that can speak with them, find a different source and just keep pushing for what you need and don't let the way that people treat you because it's definitely been hurdles for me where I've felt that people feel some type of way about me, mm-hmm. especially in an industry um, that at least for my little subset of hemp wraps in the hemp industry, it's, I don't think I've seen any girls or any women. Oh, wow. um, there's definitely no, no woman from the LGBTQ community as well. So I've definitely felt that kind of vibe of like, it's not hostile, but it's definitely not welcoming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I instead of I did dwell on it for a little bit, but then I was like, no, fuck that. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> pushing, and I'm I'm not gonna let people's way of thinking stop me from like my goals or what I have to do. So just kind of finding ways around it, or or ways different forms of communication definitely helped me to get to where I needed to be despite the way they felt about me personally I love that like she said fuck it fuck them (laughs) do what you want yeah what you want exactly you don't want because that's that's us kind of shutting the door on on ourselves and not even 
not even trying to see if it's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your, your only enemy is you most of the time. You know, you're the biggest hurdle in your own way. I always say no one stresses me out more than me. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Don't let anyone else stress you, stress you out. Just do it. Your well, thoughts are the thing. most enemy, or your your thoughts are your biggest enemy. You have mm-hmm. to retrain them and make sure that it's it's a good, happy coach, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, that was a great way to end the conversation. Thank you so much, Paola, for your time. I thank super you for having me it. again. It was it was a wonderful um, interview, and I I really had fun. Thank you so much. Did. Did you feel like, you know, you shared everything with us? Well, first, I would love for you to, you know, plug, you know, where we can find you. Of course, where we can find High Hemp. But I think everyone knows where to find High Hemp. You can find him everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if my Instagram is High Hemp CEO. Um, we have also our, our company Instagram is at High Hemp and at High Hemp Rap. There are a lot of fake pages, okay? Those are not There's that so many pages about them. But right now, we only have two, High Hemp and High Hemp Rap. No S at the end because Instagram just kind of <laughs> <laughs> is Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, you could shop online. Uh, gummies and tinctures are going to be only online. Uh, so you could go to www.highhemp.co. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, it was an amazing time. Thank you so much again. Y'all go get some high hemp wraps. I'm sure if you haven't seen them, you can find them at your local dispensary at the gas station. I can go to three stores right now around my house and go find them. Like, they are really We everywhere. also have on the website, you could, like, put in your zip code and it'll pop up all the stores oh, that's that handy. have high hemp around you. You can find them everywhere, you guys. Trust me. <laughs> End this episode. Go to the gas station. They're in there. And go try them yourself because... They're just so much better than those tobacco alternatives. Even if you're like, I'm not really a hemp wrap smoker. I always suggested the high hemp wraps for my friends that didn't smoke like uh, hemp wraps. And I'd be like, try these first. And then be like, these feel good. I like these, especially because some of them have that added CBD. And I just think they're they're great for anyone that's just looking for a new alternative. Um, thank you guys for listening. Season three is almost over. I'm so glad we're ending season three with all these amazing guests. Um, bonus episode is coming soon like I mentioned earlier you guys can find me on Instagram at the marijuana Ayana and you'll see this episode's details and all of the Instagram information in the episode descriptions post and on my Instagram stories and yeah thank you so much again for your time I super duper appreciate it and I hope you have a good rest of your Saturday you as well thank you have a great day (laughs) bye-bye